New Orleans Saints made it fun for a little bit in the Superdome, erasing a 21-0 deficit against the Lions. But at the end of the day, they lost. And we still got to talk about why Dennis Allen is a huge problem for New Orleans. Let's discuss that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rosevogel, and as always, we're brought to you by Scott Fickner, injury lawyers. You've been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore. Scott Fickner handles it all. You give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. So the Saints lose 33-28 to Against the Lions this Sunday, they dropped to 5-7. and seven, And then a couple of minutes after they dropped to 5-7, and seven, the Falcons beat the Jets in a very ugly 13-8 to eight game. And they moved to 6-6. Six and six, So now the Saints are more than a full game behind the Falcons in the division for the NFC South. And, and at this point, no one really cares about that. I know a lot of people are tired about hearing the NFC, about the NFC South. So I'll keep it away from that. And I want to start off by talking about Dennis Allen. Now, I'm going to talk about the players today. And the guys that deserve credit, because I think there's a lot of guys on the Saints, specifically three of their main players, that showed a ton of fight today, showed a ton of grit. The production was off the charts. And those are things today that even though this was an incredibly frustrating game, this looked like it was on pace to be an embarrassment for the Saints, there were moments where you can watch and, and have a smile on your face and get hyped up about this team. And I'll give all those players the credit in just a little bit. I want to start off with Dennis Allen, though. Dennis Allen, and I have spent this whole season talking about how I believe he should get fired. There was no bigger embarrassment to the Saints than the first quarter today against the Lions. I have never, as a Saints fan, felt that embarrassed in the last 10, 15 years than I felt in that moment watching a team in the first seven minutes, down 21-0 in the first seven minutes of the game, the Superdome getting taken over by Lions fans with the Go Lions chant going around, and things have gotten so toxic that when Derek Carr's coming in, everyone's booing. When Taysom Hill's going on the field, everyone's cheering, and that point in the game, in the first quarter, I thought right then and there, we are going to reach the point where Dennis Allen gets fired by Monday. I really thought so. Now, I don't believe that's going to be the case. I think the Saints are going to tell you about all the good they did, every everything they loved from the comeback, which, by the way, doesn't mean anything when you're losing. You know, it's, sim- it's very similar to the Jacksonville game on Thursday night. You could tell them about all the goodwill that you built up in the third and fourth quarters, but if you lose the game, It goes down in the loss column. You don't get moral victories in the NFL. And I know the Saints, especially Mickey Loomis, have been parading moral victories for the last couple of weeks and talking about all the good things that they do. A loss is a loss. And Dennis Allen, his team, unprepared in the first quarter. The Lions, at least in that first quarter, looked like a team that was hungry, looked like a team that wanted to, uh, you know, send out a message to the Saints and everyone else who might be watching across the country. The Saints had no interest. Now, again, I thought they showed tremendous fight. I thought they showed tremendous heart. And it's very easy when you're down 21 nothing, and then a couple of uh, a quarter later you're down 24-7. It's easy to give up. That's the easier thing to do. And I, I love that they showed a lot of fight. I appreciate that. But it also is at some level incredibly frustrating because us fans know it doesn't change the fact that they still lost. It doesn't change the fact that now with this easy schedule, they're two games under 500. They're on a three-game losing streak. We're going to have to hear this week about how the division's still up for grabs, how you know, they're making progress, and we all know they're not. They don't beat teams over 500 with Dennis Allen. They struggle against bad teams with Dennis Allen. And at this point, if you're looking at that Panthers-Giants two-game stand at home and say that's where the turning point's going to be, then you know what? Joke's on you. If that's if the Saints are really trying to sell us on that, then the joke's on them. Because you can tell people are fed up. Today felt like the turning point, especially in that first half where people seemed disinterested in Saints games. Absolutely disinterested. Now, Saints made it interesting. I'm going to give all the credit to the players, but the coach didn't have his guys prepared for their first home game since November 5th, which is wild to me. You thought that place would be bouncing. You thought they'd be ready for this game. The Lions game, a chance to really bounce back from the loss of the Falcons. And the first quarter was a dud. And the first quarter felt like changes going to be made. And now you got to start worrying about whether or not that comeback just prolongs Dennis Allen's time in New Orleans. And if that's the case, that's the worst possible scenario for us. And, and if that does happen, uh, I'd obviously be frustrated because I don't think he's worth a damn as a head coach. I think he's one of the worst head coaches in the league. And I, I think today he showed it again. His defense is not good anymore. They're, they're, they're a weak link at some points when it comes to this team. He is undisciplined. Penalties galore every single time. And his quarterback situation, it's just a mess. And I think he's empowered that mess by not having accountability, by not being able to play fair with certain guys. 
it only it really only magnifies that problem. So I'll get into more Saints stuff, especially at the quarterback position. But before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, and Taysom Hill. Those guys, when shit hit the fan, they were still balling. Alvin Kamara, 51 rushing yards, 58 receiving yards, and two uh, two total touchdowns. You got Taysom Hill, 59 rushing yards and a touchdown. You got Olave, five catches for 119 yards. And honest to God, honest to God, Olave could have had 200 yards today if he had a quarterback who could hit him on a deep pass. Derek Carr doesn't even want to throw it to him when he's deep, and Olave had to make that sick adjustment when the ball's thrown well short of where it should be. And then Taysom Hill has him and just can't get it there. It's too, it's too late. Olave is a star. And I think the only thing that I'm going to take away from this game when I'm looking past this season, right? I'm looking towards the future is I don't understand why the Saints don't use him enough. And I think Olave, honestly, and, and I did call him out when I thought that his energy was bad against Houston and energy was a little off against Jacksonville. Since then, he's been outstanding. He looks like the guy we all thought he can be coming into the season. And now that he is the unquestioned wide receiver one, and you know he's going to get those targets, you see that big playmaking ability on display every single drive. And I love it. I thought he was outstanding. I thought he could have had an even better game. And if Jameis could just hit him when he's open towards the end of the game, he would have had, would have had even more yards. Uh, and as for Alvin, that is the guy. Like Alvin has made it very clear when the Saints lose, there's no one more frustrated than him. And you can tell. Because Alvin just wants to win, man. And it bothers me that the last couple of years, the Saints have legitimately wasted Alvin Kamara. And, and I, what I mean by that the last couple of years is the offense hasn't been good and everyone keeps going, well, is AK washed? Does he not have that juice left? He looks like the same player. There are moments where Alvin looks like the best player on the football field, just like it was 2017 or 2018 all over again. But the offense is not designed perfectly around him. They don't maximize his skill set. And even when he does the best with the crap around him, they still don't take full advantage. You know, that last drive that the Saints had, why are they not running Alvin Kamara more? He gives them a 17-yard run, and the Saints are like, ah, you know what, we don't need to run with him anymore. Really? Really, Pete Carmichael? I, I don't understand it for the life of me. So I really wanted to give Alvin, Olave, Taysom Mill, I wanted to give them their props because without them, this is a massacre today in the Dome. And you know what? Maybe a massacre would have been the best possible thing in terms of them making coaching changes and the Saints going, you know what, this is unacceptable. We got to move on. Maybe that would have been the best possible situation for them. But those three guys played with a ton of heart. They fought from start to finish. And I would be remiss to not give them credit. I would feel like an absolute a-hole if I came on here and I didn't give those guys their credit because I thought they balled out. I thought that they, they showed tremendous character. And you're looking in a season like this that has been so frustrating. I'm trying to find some wins for next season. And hopefully that's with a different coach and hopefully that's with a different quarterback. But I know those three playmakers today, they stepped the hell up. And, and I am very proud of them. And, and they, they made this game fun to watch at moments. So I wanted to give them credit. So let's talk about the quarterback. We can talk about quarterbacks if we want after this. Let's talk about the first one, though. Let's talk about the starter. Derek Carr, man. I'm going to try and be very careful with what I say because the guy did get hurt. And you don't want to see guys get hurt no matter how frustrating they may be, no matter how unaccountable they may be. They don't have to be your cup of tea. I don't know. I, I don't want to really wish injuries on the guys. When it comes to Derek Carr, let's take the injury out of the equation. It, it stinks that he got hurt again for the guy's health because then he is a human being. The quarterback himself, though, I think a lot of people were kind of overrating what he did during this quarter, this comeback. Now, I thought he was playing better. I thought he absolutely was playing better, but still wasn't taking chances down the field. When he did, Olave had to make a ridiculous adjustment because it was a bad thrown ball. He holds on to the football too long. You know, a couple of plays before he gets sacked by Bruce Irvin and gets hurt, and obviously you hate to see that, he held on to the ball for about a half hour and then took a sack. And when you have great protection like that and you get sacked, what does it say to your offensive line? They're blocking for four or five seconds and you don't give them a reward by pushing the ball downfield, taking that chance, moving the change, you eat a sack. You can't be taking coverage sacks at this point in your career. So that bothered me. Early in the first, in the first half, misses a wide open AT Perry. Now, should Juwan Johnson catch the ball that Derek Carr threw his way? Absolutely. There's no excuse for Juwan Johnson dropping a pass that hits him right in the hands. Because I thought Juwan Johnson was going to be good this year. And Juwan Johnson's been awful. Absolutely awful. Juwan Johnson's been a bad football player for the Saints this year. He's still got to catch that. But A.T. Perry's wide open, and you've got to hit him. And Michael Thomas during the game, you know, it's one thing for me to tweet something critical. It's one thing for you to tweet something critical. 
Michael Thomas tweets these during the game. First off, says AT wide open. We all agreed on that. Then puts out this quote. When your eyes don't work, you get people hurt. It's no mystery. And it's something that needs to be studied. Now, what I saw from that, I think it's a clear subtweeting situation. Olave got hurt by a bad Derek Carr throw. Michael Thomas got hurt by a bad Derek Carr throw because he's not seen the extra defender when Michael Thomas got hurt when he hurt his knee against Minnesota. And as for Olave, it was just a crappy throw. Olave had his guy beat. He throws it behind him. He has to make the adjustment, falls on his head. So that's where I saw. And then he put this tweet out. Now, I think this is directed towards Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. He tweeted this quote, what you permit, you promote, what you allow, you encourage, what you condone, you own. I think this goes to Dennis Allen not putting any blame on Derek Carr for the offensive struggles. I think this goes on Derek Carr not taking any accountability accountability for his own struggles. That's the way I saw it. So the players seem out on Derek Carr. The fans we know are out on Derek Carr. I mean, they were booing him every time he stepped on the field. And every time Taysom went on the field, it was like they're having a parade in the city. So the fans are out. Guys like Michael Thomas are out. And if guys like Michael Thomas are out, you best believe that the other receivers are probably out too. And the body language just doesn't look great. And guys are fighting because of self-pride, because of respect for other players in the building. And I love that. And I, you, you can do nothing but appreciate that. But the quarterback and the coach seem to be their own faction right now and split from the rest of the team. And there's nothing to solve that other than breaking it up in the offseason. And at this point, Derek Carr, besides the fact that he has been getting hurt, he hasn't been good. And Jameis wasn't good either today. I want to make that very clear. I know a lot of people like to do Jameis versus Derek Carr. And I've been saying neither one's the answer. And I don't care if that offends people. Neither one is a starting quarterback, in my opinion. We saw that today. Jameis had plenty of opportunities. He was making really bad throws, just like Derek Carr. I'm not starting Derek Carr the rest of the season, though. The guy keeps getting hurt, so you got to preserve his health. But more importantly, this is it. You got a chance now to see if the offense looks a little bit different, if maybe the vibes in the locker room could be a little bit different. They're not all getting along. We all see it. It's pretty evident. Now the coach has to show that he could go out there and make the change. I don't expect him to. Because Derek Carr's his guy. They spent the money. They don't want to admit the mistake. But I, I don't see how you start him another game this year. I know they will. I just don't see how. He's not good. He's getting hurt. He's not seeing the field correctly. Players are calling him out. I don't see how the hell you start him again. Now, I know they will. And they're going to bank on beating Carolina. And I think if they lose to Carolina, that'll be the game that gets Dennis Allen fired. So, fingers fucking crossed. But I don't see how Derek Carr should start again. And I know, I know he will. He just really shouldn't. He really shouldn't. And the last thing I'll also say while I'm at it when it comes to the Saints, and this really, really bothers me with this team, when it comes to their offense, I don't understand how they allow their quarterback to just make these mistakes and then they go to the sideline and there's no talking. There's no discussion with the coaches and the players about what was seen, what wasn't seen. Like you, Derek Carr earned that, right? To just go sit on the bench with his hat on, being angry, and then he'll come back out later? And while I'm at it, before I get into the fan questions and comments that you guys have, because I'll get to that in just a quick second, Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown today. How many of us were begging them to make him active this season just to maybe see if he could help in the red zone? And then, shocker, he scores a red zone touchdown today. If, if, if I can see it, if you can see it, and we're sitting on our fucking couches, but Dennis Allen can't see it, make a change, Mickey. I'm, I'm begging, man. I'm freaking begging for you to make a change. And I know he's going to come out on the radio, and I know he's going to sing the Saints' praises after losing another game this year. But good Lord, make a change. This is, this is unbearable to watch. Unbearable. It's clueless coaching. But I know they're going to tell us they almost came back and beat a team that's going to host a playoff game. That's what we're going to be told. So anyway, guys, I'm going to get into what you guys have to say in the fan Q&A section. Before I do that, I want to just get a quick word from one of our sponsors. DraftKings Sportsbook. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BOOT. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BOOT. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com basketball terms. Once again, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook. 
for being part of the program. We greatly appreciate it. So we're going to get into comments that you guys have today, uh, and that's how we're going to roll out for the rest of the show. Whatever you guys have to say, I'm going to put it up, and we'll go from there. We're going to start off with a super chat from Ed. Ed, thank you so much for the support. He says, Carr misses open receivers. Johnson played like he was high. The run defense was soft as fuck. Love watching Kamara play. So happy uh, that they booed Carr. Yeah, look, Carr, he's missing, guys. A.T. Perry's wide open. He could probably take that ball to the crib. Doesn't do it. Uh, doesn't hit him there. That's a disappointment. You talk about the run defense. I think this run defense is one of the worst in the league at this point. Now, stats will back it up, but we're seeing it. You know, and, and I think late, David Montgomery just didn't have that juice, and I know he was banged up today, and you kind of saw it. 18 carries for 56 yards. Average a little bit over three. That's not impressive. But when they got Gibbs in there and they put the change of pace, Gibbs torched him. You know, eight carries for 60 yards. And look, from a run defense perspective, giving up 142 rushing yards today is an improvement for the Saints because they gave up 228 last week. But it's not a good unit. They're very soft in the trenches. As for Kamara, I agree. He's, it will always be a privilege to watch him play football. He's an outstanding football player. Uh, and as for Carr getting booed, it's going to keep happening the rest of this season as long as Carr's playing. You know, it's, it's going to keep happening. Joshua says, honestly, with Alabama getting into the playoffs, I could give a shit what the Saints did today. I'm not invested anymore. This team needs a total rehaul from coaches to players because this ain't it. I agree with that. And uh, not about the Alabama part. I think it's kind of annoying that Alabama got in, but that's just my personal preference. But as for the Saints, I understand, man. I, I totally get if people don't want to be invested in this team right now. I, I will not blame you at all. Obviously, I'm going to be here, win, lose, tie, whatever. I'll be here to do the post-game recap. But it's a very tough product to be invested in because it's the same thing over and over again. And there are, there are moments of brilliance. And I think those moments, though, are more player-driven than they are coaching-driven. Uh, coaching and that concerns me because it feels like you're just wasting a roster again. Now, now, I don't think this is a Super Bowl roster, but it is a playoff roster. And it's very clear that these guys are capable of making winning plays. But the coaches don't do a good job to prepare them. I mean, starting off 21-0 in the first seven minutes of the game is flat-out unacceptable. I don't care who you play. Forgive says, not going to lie, Elante is so bad now, he can't tackle anymore and play man. Well, tackling was a concern last year. I know uh, Nick Underhill did a really good piece on it when Elante was balling out. He kind of highlighted how Elante's got really good ball skills, but the tackling needs to be better, and he did a really good st uh, stuff on that for New Orleans.Football. Elante's just not a good tackler, uh, but Elante had a bad game. There's no doubt about it. He was, getting, he was getting cooked. Margaret says, Pete needs to go. Tell me why Hill wasn't in to get the first down. Instead, he has Winston throw. I don't know, man. I thought late in the game it should have been Taysom and Alvin running the football. And if you start getting stuffed, yeah, let Jameis rip it. But you weren't getting stuffed, and then you willingly let Jameis rip it, and Jameis was off on most of his throws. I think Jameis really made one good throw the whole game, and it kind of was like a dump off. Outside of that, he was missing a lot of guys high, missing a lot of guys outside. So I, I didn't love that. Alex says, winnable game. Had they not spotted Detroit 21 points, poor reflection on coaching that they came out so flat. Came out flat at home off an embarrassing loss. It, it tells me all I need to know. Cam with the super chat says Zach Baum was on uh, Zach Baum was on uh, St. Brown on that touchdown. Team needs to stop late in the game and gives up two third down catches. Got cooked again by a tight end. Defensive head coach question mark. Well, since you mentioned Zach Baum, I just want to bring up: isn't it hilarious that Zach Baum had a sack today? It's almost like he's really good at, at rushing the passer. Like that's what he's better at instead of being in coverage. But you know, the Saints drafted him out of Wisconsin, changed his role, haven't gotten anything out of him. You know, let him rush the passer. They're not getting anything out of their other guys. Let him get after the quarterback a little bit. But him against St. Brown, total mismatch. And after, as for Laporta, Laporta bowled the hell out. I'm going to pull up the numbers here real quick. 140 yards receiving from Laporta. I'm not knocking Laporta. I think he's a really good football player. I, I'm glad that Laporta did his thing. But, like, let's let's be honest here, man. Like, let's let's be real honest. Laporta should not have 140 yards against the Saints in a game. He's a very good tight end, but that's a lot of yardage to give up, especially when you got destroyed by TJ Hawkinson a couple weeks ago. You didn't adjust to facing tight ends at all, so that was embarrassing. I, I totally agree for that. So when you have a defensive head coach and his unit is getting torched the way Dennis Allen's is, I don't know what you do. Like, how do you defend that? How do you make excuses for that and pass it off as if everything's okay? Everything's not okay. Forgive says, Pete didn't call a bad game. Kind of the players beating themselves. I, I didn't think Pete called a bad game, but Pete also in certain moments, had brain farts. Like the second and three, he calls the end around and, and Lynn loses 10 yards on it. So all of a sudden, it's, it's third and long. Like that Stuff like that can't happen. And I thought late game should have really said, hey, we got to go with the run game. He decided not to. Look, they got the ball back with six minutes left down five, and it felt like they were pressing, and they didn't need to. The Lions were the ones reeling, not the Saints. So I thought he could have been a little bit more selective there. Chung says, Dennis Allen is the problem. I agree. 
Saints, uh, Saints 41 says, how in the hell does the New York George, uh, New York Jets quarterback make the team? I don't know. I, I don't, you know why? Because Tim Boyle's friends with Aaron Rodgers. That's why he's on the team. Boyle is not an NFL quarterback at all. Brandon says, Olave, Kamara, and Hill show that they are the heart of this team. Some good attempts by the defense in the second half, but inconsistency and bad coaching will always end up in a loss. Yeah, look, I thought the defense was much better in the second half. And the stats, obviously, are going to back it up. They gave up only nine points in the second half. But when you give up 21 early, now I know you had the turnover. I know they came out flat, but 21 in the first quarter, you almost feel dead in the water. Now the Saints weren't, right? 27 to 21, it's a legit game. So James Hurst forced a fucking fumble, which is crazy to think about. But, it, you know, that's not, that's, not, not, that's not acceptable. We got to the point where DA's defense now, it was, okay, that, they got to be elite. Now we're like, can they be great? And the offense help out. Can they be good and the offense be good? To this point where it's like, okay, they, they don't have a good defense, period. It, it is getting worse week by week. Hail Mendoza with a super chat. Thank you for the support. Says, I didn't even know Lions fans travel like that. It's not a, is that if that's not a sign to change up what you've been doing, I don't know what it is. Also, thoughts on the college football playoff stuff. So the Lions thing was crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. I could not believe that there was a let's go Lions chant in the beginning of the game. Like, usually that type of stuff happens when you get blown out at the end of the game and the home team's fans leave, so it's only the road team's fans left. But the game just started, and there's a Let's Go Lions chant. Like, that is indicative of what your franchise is right now, where Saints fans are selling their tickets on the secondary market, they don't want to go to the games, and the opposing team is taking over your crib. You don't want that. And yet, that's what happened. So that was embarrassing. I totally agree with you. As for the college football playoff stuff, Look, I'll probably ruffle some feathers for people. I just don't I just don't think it's fair that Florida State got left out. And look, might Florida State with their backup get trounced by by Michigan in the first round? Possibly. It really is possible. But I just think you set a bad precedent when an undefeated Power 5 uh, conference champion doesn't make the playoff. And you can say, well, you know what? They're hurt right now. Yesterday was the third string, man. They'll be better with the second string than they would be with the third string. And, and ideally, you look at this team, the defense is still good enough to hang around. We saw that yesterday. They held Louisville's offense to six points. And offensively, I mean, Coleman's one of the best receivers in the nation, so you know you got the NFL skill around it. I just think it's incredibly unfair to those kids. They fought all season long, and everyone says, you don't have to worry as long as you win out. There's nothing you have to worry about. But that was a lie. Like, they don't, they don't get to be in the playoff. Oh, and now you got to face Georgia for your bowl game. Like, I just think that's lame. And I'm not knocking Alabama like Alabama deserves credit for beating Georgia, but Alabama's a fourth and 30 away from not even being in the discussion had Auburn just sealed the deal. So I don't, I don't fuck with it. And I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason Florida state didn't make it is because what happened is the committee was like, we got to get an sec team in there and we want Bama in because they're the sec champion. But once you put Alabama in, you're looking at Texas going, well, we can't keep Texas out. They beat Bama in Tuscaloosa. So they're like, okay, now they're in Florida state's the one that gets screwed. I just think that's incredibly unfair. Uh, and watch what's going to happen. Watch Alabama win it all because they shouldn't even be in this year. And that's kind of how it goes. Like Alabama's better now than they were in September. I, I will not argue against that. Milrose improved. They've looked a lot better on defense too. But I, I think it's kind of lame, man. Like you're, you're a power five undefeated conference champ and you don't get to the playoff. I don't know, bad precedent. And it won't matter now because you're expanding the playoff. So you get away with it. But I, I, I just thought that was lame. Super chat from Carl Marky Mark. Thank you for the support. He says, we're in hell. DA, Pete, and Carr just bought themselves more time. We just suffered through the Jags game all over again. I wanted a blowout loss. I, I won't disagree with you at all. Like, at this point, I know it sounds cynical, but you're better off the Saints. If the Saints are going to lose, you'd rather them lose by 25 than lose by five. Because when you lose by five, you're just selling that you're close and you're knocking on the doorstep when we know that's not true. But when you lose by 25, you start looking around and going, all right, well, maybe we got to change stuff. And the Saints do have to change things. So I agree wholeheartedly with you. When they were down 21-0, I just kind of thought, okay, this is the game. This is where it happens. Dennis Allen gets fired. The Saints finally move on from guys. No, they, they fought. And I'm sure that will be the talk of this week, that the Saints showed a lot of heart. But a loss is a loss. Just like a win is a win, a loss is a loss. Got another super chat here from Jeremy Gates. He says, I've got to be better slash moral victory speeches incoming. Uh, extensions, plural, to probably follow. I just can't anymore. The, the moral victory speeches are already happening. This is what Dennis Allen said after the game. He said he doesn't think there's anything that's eroding the confidence of the team. Said they just got to keep, in quotes, chopping wood. Said they'll eventually break through and win these one-score games. Okay. Yeah, you'll win them because you're playing the Panthers and the Giants next. But when it's a team of significance, you do not win those. That is a fact. That's not, that's not me making shit up. You do not win games that matter. That's, that's what the Saints have become under Dennis Allen. So 
yeah, you're going to get more of those speeches. We just ought to hope they don't give actual extensions because then that's where, that's where shit hits the fan, you know, for sure. So we'll keep it going. Cam says, uh, Nefi Sewell played great today. Only positive I took from the game. Defensively, he was good. And I thought Brzee showed flashes, so I want to give them credit for sure. Ed says, just keep losing, baby. Uh, AK still amazing. That he is for sure. Alex says, too many penalties, bad defense, um, untimely turnovers. Same story last week and pretty much every week since the 2-0 start. I agree. Penalties have been everywhere. Uh, in terms of turnovers, that's been a problem for the Saints. I mean, the James Hurst fumble is inexcusable. You're up 27. Uh, you're down 27-21. You're making a comeback. You want people to believe? Show them on that drive. Take that lead. You fumble immediately. And I'm not even blaming Carr. I can't believe Hurst like legit punched that out. But it just everything about that play seemed lackadaisical, and it was it was indicative of what the Saints are this year. Like that perfectly depicted the 2023 Saints. If they could shoot themselves in the foot, they're going to do it. All World Trucker says even though we made the game close, Mickey's going to be uh, Mickey's going to be more uh, inclined to keep Da. I agree. It's it it stinks, but that's what he's going to do. Forgive says no more Jameis over car talks ever again. Though that's fine with me. I, I just don't think either quarterback's the option that you got to go with either one. And I, I've been saying this forever. I said I'd rather see Jake Hayner play at some point. I'd rather see them play Taysom Hill at some point. Uh, I don't think either guy's the answer, but we'll see what happens. My guess would be Jameis starts next week if Derek Carr's hurt, but we'll see. MB says AK looked pissed after he scored his second touchdown. He spiked the ball and turned his back on his teammates who wanted to celebrate with him. Then he was pissed on the sideline. I, I think that's just him understanding he's not here for moral victories. They were still losing when he scored that touchdown. All he cares about is winning. And that, that is who AK is. That's who AK is always going to be. I wouldn't take it as anything to worry about. The guy just wants to win. And it's not happening in New Orleans, so maybe he's got to look elsewhere after this year. Brenton says, too much false hope. We go weeks without getting Jimmy or AK the ball in the red zone. Nah, man, too criminal. Uh, we don't have a quarterback on our roster. Focuses on the draft. We can focus on the draft, but I, I will say this, and I'm sure some people will agree with me. I don't want them drafting a quarterback if they're going to keep this staff. If you're going to draft a quarterback, it better be with a new staff. I don't want this staff come, going near a young quarterback and potentially shooting down their confidence. Cooler Beat says this team needs a quarterback and a pass rush so bad, coaching staff needs to go as well. I agree. Connor with the shift says, we know what must be done. Fire his ass. I said it a million times. I'll probably say it a million more times. Dennis Allen's got to go. Like what he has done to the Saints in the last two years, he has ruined this franchise. He, him and Mickey have ruined this franchise. We got the Lions fans taking over the dome. A let's go Lions chant in the first two minutes of the game. First two minutes of the game, a let's go Lions chant. I could not believe it. Could not believe it at all. But this is what the, the, the Saints have now established with this guy as the, as the coach. Just like a loser mentality from a team that just simply does not have it. They don't have that it factor at all. All World Trucker says, the Jameis over car debate ends today. Jameis might be the better quarterback in the system because he knows it, but he missed a, re uh, a receiver wide open two times. Yeah, I don't think either quarterback's it. Uh, I've said it, and I'll keep saying it. Like, neither one's a good option. So we're kind of screwed. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the best way to put it at this point. Joe says it's the entire team. They have, consistent, they have consistently not prepared for any game this year. This is a coaching problem. I agree. Ed said, Carr must have gotten ignited by the booze. He actually played decent after some ass throws um, that Olave had to snag. Yeah, look, some throws are terrible. He did play better. I'm, I'm going to give him credit. Like, I'm not going to say that he played terribly after the booze and after the early interception, but he still didn't look great, right? Still holding on to the ball too much. Yeah, sure, he made some nice throws here and there. There was one to A.T. Perry on the run that he made was nice, but I don't know. For that price, you probably would want more. Joe says Carr and Jamal Williams are wasted money. I agree. Jamal Williams can't move, man. He's so slow right now. Another loss and fake comeback and array of excuses for Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis to use to keep the uh, brigades together. At this point, I need all of them, including Carr, to gone, gone give me my team back. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. I, I know um, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I want it to, but it seems like they're like, we're hostage right now to them. That's what it feels like. All World Trucker says, Chris, we should have kept running the ball because it was working on, on second and six. Why did we go away from it? Bad coaching. That's why. Eric says, DA is trash. His defense is even terrible now. It took him forever to try Jimmy Graham again in the red zone. He should be fired just for that. I don't disagree. Hav C735 says, not even surprised this team couldn't pull off that comeback. I mean, yeah, they couldn't do it against the Jaguars. Why are they going to do it against the Lions? It felt like the same exact game, in my opinion. Fred says, Winston came in cold off the bench after taking second team reps all week. Not fair to judge Carr versus Winston in these situations. 
I'm fine with people saying that. I just don't think either one's good. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, if we're arguing Carr and Winston, we lost, you know? But now, if you're arguing Carr at 40 million, Winston at, like, 10, let's have the debate. Like, I'll take the cheaper option. But either quarterback, I don't really, I don't, I don't love what I'm seeing. I despise losses like this because now Mickey Loomis is going to say it was a moral victory for the team to keep this staff around. You play to win the games, and we keep losing. Excuses, excuses. Well said. Brandon says, Derek Carr sucks. There's no competition. I'd rather have Hiller Winston. There's no uh, no defending him, I guess, is what you're going for, I, I believe. MB says, bench Jawan Johnson, replace him with Jimmy Graham. I, I don't see how Jawan Johnson keeps getting snaps, man. He's been terrible. I, I, that's probably one of the shockers this season. And I'll probably tweet it out, and I'm sure he'll get mad because he's on social media a whole lot. And look, I know I talk a lot of shit on social media, and I probably shouldn't. But Jawan Johnson's been bad this year. He's been bad. Brandon says, draft a quarterback with a new head coach and move on. Ideally. Nick says, hope we lose out now. Better chance of drafting quarterback for the future and have to have DA and the entire staff canned. Nicholas says, worst part for me is the Saints have drive. There are players who want it. They just don't achieve anything with this shitty-ass coaching staff. I think that's fair. We saw it today. Like, again, they could have rolled over and died on the football field down 21-0. Lions had the ball, by the way, when they were up 21. It's not like they were down 21. Here's, here's the Saints on offense. Down 21, Lions had multiple chances to go up 28-0. And the Saints just, uh, they didn't go away. Broderick says, give Winston a full week of practice, even with the third and fourth string wide receivers, he'll be better than Carr. Possibly. Nick says, back to being a poverty franchise in two years' time. Impressive, Loomis. It, it, that's that's kind of what they've become. John says, good vibes. One, less, one loss closer to seeing Dennis Allen getting fired. Carr getting hurt. We'll probably see him next week. I'll, I'll talk about it in depth as we get closer, but the Saints play the Panthers on Sunday. If they lose that game, I think DA's got to get fired right then and there. You know? I could be wrong, but I, I kind of think that that's where it's got to be, you know? And we will see what happens, but that's what I'm thinking. Like, if they lose to the Panthers, how do you, how do you defend it at this point? You know, Panthers just cleaned out their whole staff. Nick says, trade vets to contenders so they get a chance to play for winners and get some draft capital. Feel bad for the vets. Oliver says, is that it's time that piece of shit is packing his bags. Dennis the menace. He really is. I, I, he really is a menace, man. He's come out and it's that same, you know, moral victory, bullshit, rah-rah speeches that no one gives a crap about anymore. Five and seven. Five and seven. He is 20 and 45 as a head coach, guys. Do you know how hard it is to go 20 and 45 as a head coach? Now, again, I'm just a guy on a mic with a podcast. So, yes, obviously, Derek Carr, uh, Derek, Dennis Allen's smarter than me. He knows what he's doing more than I would. I get that. You know, it's easy for me to come here and sit and talk. But when you see that the result is the same every week, and this team doesn't change, they're the same team they were in week one as they are now in week 13, got to do something about that. You got to switch it up. And, and it frustrates me. And I wouldn't be as frustrated if I felt like there was urgency from this franchise, but I know there's not. They have this loser mentality of things are going to get better without actually doing change. And if you want something to change, you got to go be about it. And they're not about it. And it bothers the hell out of me. Broderick says, new head coach, new OC, first round quarterback, and let's go. Ideally. DG Smith says, Jesus H. Christ, can we fire Allen's ass already? I've been begging, man. I've been begging. I'll keep begging. And I don't know if anything's going to change, but we shall see. We absolutely shall see. So I'm going to do a couple more comments, and then we're going to take a quick break. Let's start off here with, what do we got? Losing track of my thoughts here. John says, team is so anti-clutch. I had zero faith in them. You just knew that they don't have the guts to pull off a game-winning drive. That, and then I didn't expect the defense to get a stop. Because Dennis Allen's defense isn't good anymore. I mean, it doesn't get talked about enough, but they're not good anymore. That's the truth. Landon says, Allen won't be fired. He'll be our head coach next year. God help us if that's the case. Nick says, I think at this point, if Gail didn't see how bad the crowd doesn't support him, nothing will get through to her. Probably. John says, so the only change that they, that they made all season was benching Penning. What an unserious organization. Kai says, bro, you voicing our feelings have become my favorite part of Sundays. Isn't that kind of sad, though, for all of us? I, I, I really appreciate it. That's like one of the kindest things someone's told me on here. But isn't that sad? Like, it's every week now. Every week. And I, I promise, guys, I don't get enjoyment out of every week me saying and yelling the same thing. I want to be done with this Dennis Allen error. I want to I go into a new coaching staff 
and talk about some optimism and give them time to build something. But they're clinging on to the Sean Payton and Drew Brees era without Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Like, you just got to let that shit go, and they won't do it. It's so frustrating. Saints 41 says, why isn't Carr looking at his iPad on the sideline? Does he want to win? I Look, I, it doesn't mean that he's not working hard, because I, I I'm not saying he's not working hard. I'm sure he works very hard. But it's like when, when, when Drew Brees had a pick or had a touchdown, it didn't matter. This man is on that Microsoft tablet just swiping through like he's on Tinder, looking at plays nonstop, trying to figure out what he's going to do for the next possession. Derek Carr's just sitting there sulking, angry, staring at someone. Dude, it just doesn't look right. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe that's like a, a preference thing more than anything, but it doesn't look right. Missing Lattimore in that secondary? They are for sure. I mean, you can't, you can't not have Lattimore out there and expect things to be okay. Margaret says, let's see what the Saints have in Hayner. I would like that, but they're not going to do it. They're just not. Paul says, this team is without coaching and the players are showing resilience. I agree on that. Chung said, Loomis made the Pelicans trash as well. Don't forget, no accountability on the Saints and Gale too, uh, too old, man. Eric says, the defense can't stop the run and can't cover tight ends. Yeah, they're getting punched in the mouth when it comes to run defense and when it comes to the tight end position. Good freaking luck. They can't stop tight ends. They just can't. And Lucky for them, they don't play another great one the rest of the season. So that, that's, a, that's a plus for them. But they can't stop the run. And they'll get tested because in two weeks' time, they got to play Saquon. The week after that, they're going to have to play the Rams. And the Rams have shown that they are a well-coached football team. Sean McVay's got them playing great football. And Kyron Williams has become a sneaky good running back in this league. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they play against those teams. Kai says, sad to say Alvin's gone after this year. He's not sticking around for this shit. And I wouldn't want him to at this point. Like, I would love to see Alvin be a saint for life. He's Alvin is awesome. Absolutely awesome. But I also don't want to see the poor guy sit on one of his teams and just lose, you know? Danny says, Jawan Johnson can go. He's ass. I'm very disappointed by how he's played. Very disappointed. Just Call Me Trey says, I don't like Pete, but even his stale play calling... There's still plays uh, to be made for Carr. He can't read the motherfucking field. Fire DA so we can start moving forward. Shout out to the team for fighting, though. I, yeah, he can't see the field at all. I mean, Michael Thomas is telling you on Twitter he can't read the field. So I'm going to take his word. All right, so let me get into another read real quick, and then we'll get back to more comments from you guys. Here's a quick word from one of our sponsors, Crystal. I need to clear something up about New Orleans. While our culinary scene might be on fire... Our food has never been about heat. It's always been about flavor. And this is how New Orleans does flavor. Are we clear? Crystal, how New Orleans does flavor. Once again, thank you to Crystal for being part of the program. And to get into more comments here, we're going to start off with Rob saying Lions fans are getting great seats in the lower bowl, two for $100. We have fallen off as a franchise, folks. We have we have fallen off. Lions took over, and, and I know someone said it before in one of the Super Chats. I didn't know Lions fans traveled like that. I didn't know, but I guess they thought it was an automatic win. Tyson says, Chris, why aren't you asking questions in the media? Are you not in New Orleans? I made it pretty clear on here multiple times I'm not, and I'm not part of the media group. Um, hence why when the game ends, I'm, I'm on here live. If I was in the media, I wouldn't be able to do this live anyway. Um, but no, I'm not. So I'm not the one asking questions, and that's why I've told a lot of people when they get mad at reporters saying, why aren't you asking hard questions? You can't really just ask a head coach, hey, Dennis Allen, you suck at, their jo at your job. What, what are you going to do to fix it? There's got to be a nuanced way to ask it. Uh, I think guys like Nick and Mike do a great job of the way they ask their questions. Kat Terrell's another one that does a fantastic job. Obviously, John Hendricks is up there, does a great job, and Ross Jackson also does a stellar job. But no, I'm not a part of that, and I've, uh, I've thought it's been clear, but I guess it's not. I hope that clears that up for you, though, Tyson. JC Sports Kid 23 says, can you explain how we haven't fired Dennis Allen yet? Uh, people being incompetent, people being unwilling to move on from the Sean Payton era, people being unwilling to see right before their faces that they're not a good franchise. But that's where we're at, man. Rob Franco says, honestly, starting to think that Mrs. Benson gave the keys to the car to Mickey for him to run the franchise, and that's why shit isn't going to change. She really doesn't care what is going on. It feels that way. Now, I can't, say, I can't say for sure if that's true. It feels like there's no urgency, though, in New Orleans. Uh, and that really bothers me. Really, really bothers me. D23 says, nothing will change until the fans begin boycotting games. They'll only listen when money is involved. 
That's true. Maybe today was a start, though. Like, when the Lions take over your home arena, you got to have a discussion. Jada King says, which quarterback would you draft in the 2024 draft? So we got to be realistic, right, in terms of picks and where the Saints will be at. So the Saints are not going to be picking top five. So you take Caleb out, you take Drake May out, throw them out to the side. Then you get into that next section of quarterbacks, which obviously people are going to look at Jaden Daniels. People are going to bring up a guy like Michael Penix Jr. I don't like J.J. McCarthy. He's been one quarterback that I say I would stay away from. I don't think he's going to be great. Now, if he is, good for him. I will root for the kid. But I, I don't know. I just don't see special when I watch J.J. McCarthy. Now, if I had to pick one, I would go Jaden. I think Jaden's got special traits. Now, would I want him to run a little bit less? Yeah, sure. But a lot of guys run a lot in college and then could tone it down in the NFL if they have to. And the thing that I liked about Jaden Daniels this year is now that LSU's line was a little bit better as opposed to last year and he didn't get sacked as much, you saw the passing numbers go up. You saw him take control of an offense. And he was without a doubt the most valuable player in college football this year. And that's why he will be the Heisman Trophy winner. So if you're picking top 10 and you're picking that 7 to 10 range, that would be my guy because I think Jaden can like all of a sudden give your offense a new dynamic. And man, he could shine with guys like Shahid and Olave. Uh, and you could still get Taysom in there. And honestly, getting Taysom in there might actually take some wear and tear off of a guy like Jaden Daniels, you know? Because I think even if you get a new quarterback, you could still utilize Taysom Hill. I don't think you have to just stop utilizing him. So Jaden would probably be the guy. I don't know what to make of Michael Penix Jr. There's some throws he makes that are so damn accurate that I'm, I'm really impressed but he's an older guy. He's been through an ACL injury. I don't know. I, I, I'd have to do more work on it. You know, that that's why I'd have to, I'd really have to kind of buckle down and, and, and look at his tape more. And if we get closer and it looks like the Saints could draft him, I absolutely will. And as for Bo Nix, I don't know. He's gotten better. He's made leaps and bounds from where he was at Auburn, but I still don't love what I see. I don't hate it. Like some people do, but I, I don't necessarily love it to justify, let's say picking top 12. I, I wouldn't be able to do that personally. Max says, those are some mad unlucky turnovers, man. I agree. I agree. Harvick fan 4DT says, if Tampa wins today and beats Atlanta next weekend, then the Saints beat Carolina. We are all tied for first besides Carolina. Gives Gale and everyone hope about DA and might keep him another year. Yeah, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Again, I know it sounds terrible and cynical and you can blame me all you want and saying that's fucked up. Why are you rooting against the Saints? It's not about rooting against the Saints. I want the Saints to be good. And the Saints are not going to be good as long as they have Dennis Allen. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm, I'm ready for them to really, really, really move on from all that and, and start new. And I don't know if they will. Maybe it's just wishful thinking, you know. But that's it, you know. OJ did it says, now what happens if FSU gets blown out by Georgia, the same team Alabama just beat? Isn't that proving that FSU shouldn't be in? Yeah, look, would, would it help the narrative? Absolutely. It would it would validate the committee's decision. But I don't think we should really get into all that because I remember last year everyone was talking about TCU and going, I don't know if TCU should really be in. TCU, so this is what I'll bring up actually. So TCU last year, people were frustrated they got in over Alabama, right? And then Alabama played Kansas State and everyone kept going, well, Alabama could have played Georgia better in the national championship game. Okay, but if we're saying that, then we're undoing the fact that TCU beat the crap out of Michigan in that opening game. And I'm going to be honest, guys. Michigan is good. But Florida State's defense has been playing really well, and they got the athletes to stay close. What if Florida State played Michigan and lost by a touchdown? Like, those guys deserve that opportunity. And I get it. I totally understand what your comment is. And technically, technically, your comment is right in terms of if Florida State gets blown out by Georgia, it validates the committee. I 1,000% agree with you. But I don't think that it should be to that point. Like, I, I don't think we should get into that. They should have the shot. And if Florida State was four and they got trounced by Michigan, so be it. But at least you did the right thing. This more so is biases and projecting that Bama and Michigan should be a better game. That's not technically what it's supposed to be about. Again, I'm still going to watch. I obviously have to cover it anyway uh, for work. But I, that's just the way I wouldn't do it. But again, that's just me. Max says, keep chopping wood equals just keep doing what you're doing. I agree. He just decided to... Uh, Switch it around. Ariel says, do we really think the Saints will make coaching changes at the end of the season? There's no way DA should still have a job at the end, but don't want to get my hopes up. I, Ariel, I'd love to tell you for sure that they're going to make coaching changes, but I can't tell you for sure. So I'm not going to promise you anything. But I do think if they lose to the Panthers, that's it. I think if they lose one of the Panthers-Giants game, it's a wrap. Because I don't expect them to win that game against the Rams. And then I don't expect them to win... Um, both the Bucks and the Falcons games in the year. I expect them to win one of those games. So that would be what? That'd be get them a 10 losses. They go seven and 10. Like 
that's it. You can't bring him back, back to back seven to 10 seasons. Like, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. So one of those would probably do it. Margaret says, what defensive player got helped off the field late? Oh boy. I probably should remember, but I, I really can't right now. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, if I remember Margaret, I'll, I'll at you. Walltown best 88 says, if uh, they're not going to fire him, I'm not so sure we beat the Panthers or Giants. I'm telling you, if they lose one of those games, he's, he could get fired. If they lose both of those games, he might, he might get fired before the season ends. Eric says, all games in the NFL are close. It only matters if you win. Amen. Amen. They could sing praises about this and that, but it's like the Jaguars game, right? So the Saints lost to the Jaguars. They preached about getting better. And look, they beat the Colts, and then they beat the Bears, and you're like, okay, they're maybe finding some confidence. And then they're not, now they're on a three-game losing streak. So I don't want to hear about how close you were. You continue to burn all that goodwill. So I, I'm out on it, man. I'm, I'm out on it. Mom Dog says Alabama one loss is always treated as an undefeated record, but everyone else gets penalized for one loss. I agree. I agree. My favorite thing from Saturday was uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey was talking about how, yeah, I don't know if he really should hold Alabama's loss to Texas against them. And I was like, yo, bullshit, because had Alabama beat Texas, you would have been praising Alabama for scheduling that game and going, man, from September, they were facing tough teams and they beat Texas. But anyway, uh, I, I digress there. Jada King says Saints might have the most delusional GM I've seen, man. Possible. Max says, I'll take losing out for sure, though. Just sucks our uh, second and fourth round picks don't belong to us. If I remember right, Chris, you got our picks on hand if the season ended today. Uh, yeah, let me pull that up for you. So the Saints don't have a third round pick, I believe. I believe that is why it was also tr- tough for them to make trades. Obviously, they got their first round pick. They have Denver's second round pick. Let me pull up the Saints capital for next year. So the Saints have a first, a second, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. Yeah, so they don't got a lot to work with at the moment. Max says, show me Hayner over Jameis. Cool with that. That's what people want to go with. I'm, again, I'm, I'm not going to knock that. Dom says, uh, appreciate it, you, Chris. All the other pods will keep it real. Uh, and all the other pods will keep it real, even in the most professional ways. Look, man, I, I don't knock anyone for keeping it you know, professional or keeping it very like, because t- like, I, I respect that. It's, it's, it's harder to do that than it is to be me and just rip people. Uh, like I said, it's easier for me. I'm sitting here doing it. I'm not saying it's someone's face. So yeah, of course, it's easier for me to be a little bit more critical doing it from here. But I also want to be like realistic because I can't sit here and talk about all the good the Saints did. They're five and seven, five and seven. I thought this team could go 10 and seven. They already hit the losses mark. So it's, it's tough to really get in this. Max says MT's been retweeting a lot of good versus bad leadership quotes lately. Yeah, I know. that's an that's a absolute shot at uh, Derek Carr. You know, that, that's where it's going at. Melo says, can't wait to hear we got to be better from Dennis postgame today. Oh, it's happening. It's, it's, it's probably already happening. Trav504 says, I did hear booing, right? Yeah, the boos were loud, and I think that's going to continue. They got two more home games. And if you think today was bad, if they start struggling against the Giants, if they start struggling against the Panthers, two teams that are struggling, and I don't expect your fans to really travel because their seasons are kind of over, you will absolutely, without a doubt, hear the boos even louder than ever, you know? Dom says, how crazy is it that they actually went 4-4 four four in the red zone and still lost the game? It is kind of crazy, but I know there was a lot of talk leading up to this game that the Lions are one of the worst red zone defense in the NFL. And that is something Mike Triplett actually brought up when he was speaking to Derek Carr. was like, hey, like, do you see this as a good opportunity to bounce back? And uh, I know uh, Brooke brought that up when she talked to T- uh, spoke to Taysom Hill earlier this week. So Lions red zone defense is pretty bad. Now, do I give them credit? Absolutely, because you still got to score. So kudos to Saints red zone offense for being better. But it was against an opponent that they got to really have success against. Because if you don't have success against the red zone defense of Lions, then you're pretty much screwed. Hail Mendoza says, how crazy is that uh, the pending situation is? Because he's been bad, but I don't think he's Landon Young bad. Yet Landon Young gets in over him on the jumbo packages. So, like, they have buried Trevor Penning. Buried him on the depth chart. So, you're either telling us he is a waste of a pick or you just don't want to take the time to develop him. I don't know which one it is. Either way, that's not a good situation. So, I really don't know what to make out of it. I'm kind of upset about that. Like. That's a, that's a waste of a 19th overall pick if he's not good. Melo says Dennis must have something over Mickey for him not to fire him. I think it's just friendship and loyalty at this point. Jada King says if we'd lost again against the Panthers, 
just lose out and get a good pick, but knowing the Saints, they'll draft a second lineman who gets hurt 24-7. Heath Johnson says, I love your take on Carr, not talking to teammates and coaches on the sideline. Drama queen, man, I guess that's what it looks like. Uh, that That's why it looks like he's wearing uh, mascara. Ha. Well, he definitely looks like he's wearing mascara. And now maybe I shouldn't talk because I, uh, I got long-ass eyelashes, so it might look like I'm wearing it from time to time. But... I don't know, just for me, it doesn't sit right. And maybe that's me nitpicking, and I apologize if that's me nitpicking, but like the sideline, even when the Saints were coming back, they didn't look happy. They didn't look happy when they were down 21 nothing. They didn't look happy when they were down 27 and 21 about to get the ball back. Like they looked pissed off, not together, and guys were playing for their self-pride, and I appreciate that, but it doesn't look right, you know? Uh, Develop Key says, a backfield with Jaden Taysom and Alvin, how are you stopping it? Carmichael, that's how. But no, he wouldn't be here anyway. But yeah, that would be very, very fun. Hale Mendoza says, low-key, I still take Carr over the Jets quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know? I, the Jets quarterback situation is worse than the Saints. And again, I shouldn't talk, right? We shouldn't talk because the Saints quarterback situation is not great either. But the Jets quarterback situation is hell. Max says, I'm a Ducks fan and Bo Nix isn't doing much on the pro level. Just saying. Montauk says, Bo Nix is like 35 years old. And Hale Mendoza says, Bo Nix would make a great backup quarterback. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't know what to make of him. The 35 years old thing is crazy, though, because I I just started, I think I was in my final year of college when Bo Nix started at Auburn and beat Justin Herbert in Oregon in that first game. And then, like, you know, 18 years later, he's still playing college football. Max says, I have this film analogy. It's long, but hang in. A film can have a good script and fail with a bad cast, and a star-studded cast can only do so much with a crappy uh, script. You can also have a good script and a good cast, but fail with a dipshit director. The director's been holding us back. We knew we had a good cast, top tier outside of a few guys. Now, if nobody is held accountable, then that's on the producer, Loomis. So what I'm saying is we can see who's responsible for us failing. And right now it's everyone except AK Taysom and Olave. The worse it gets, the higher up the ladder the blame goes. No, I think that's a very fair analogy. You know, I'll, I'll pick a movie from last year. I remember that movie Amsterdam came out and I saw the trailer. And it had Christian Bale and Margot Robbie and John David Washington and Rami Malek and Robert De Niro. I'm like, oh my God, this looks sick. And then it got bad reviews. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Let me see. And it was from a very, very, you know, I'd say successful director, also controversial and very shady. But I watched the movie and it was terrible. I, I didn't like Amsterdam at all. And I guess to your point, look, I think the Saints have really good pieces on their roster. I don't think we saw it today, right? Like Taysom, A.K. Olave shined. But the coaching staff isn't good. They're ill-prepared. They do not play winning football in crucial situations. And Dennis Allen, his side of the ball, isn't good. That's like having a guy filming an action movie and the director just isn't good at filming action sequences. Why the fuck are you there? I know Dennis Allen's done great things for the Saints defensively. He, he fixed that unit when he got back to New Orleans. And I gave him all the respect in the world. His unit's not good anymore. They're old and they're slow. And they're incapable of taking a punch to the mouth. Because the Falcons and the Lions both hit him in the mouth. And they, they just didn't recover. And that's the truth. And we go back to the Vikings game. Which everyone want, you want to pick. But that's the truth of the matter. The Saints defense over the last three games has given up 27 to the Vikings. 24 to the Falcons. Asterisk though. Obviously Derek Carr gave them 7 on the pick 6. And 33 to Detroit. It's just not a good unit anymore. And it's okay to admit that, but we got to admit that so we could get to even closer of a finality of Dennis Allen's tenure because his side of the ball is not good, man. Paul says the Saints fans will start booing Miss Benson when she walks into the stadium if this keeps up. Honestly, would not be surprised. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep getting more hostile the more this goes. Hale Mendoza says, how the hell did the Chargers only score six points against the Patriots? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Crazier thing is, how the hell... Did they score six points, only six points, and they still won? Like, that's just that's embarrassing on all levels. But the Patriots have been crap, too. The only team, really, that the Saints beat the crap out of this year and go figure. Uh, let me see. What do we got here? Um, Zach says, at least we lost a non-running quarterback. Got to change something up since they won't change the important things. <laughs> Fair enough. Justin to get me cash says YOLO for Jaden. I'm cool with it, man. Let's switch it up. Let's get something in here. Jaden would give this franchise some optimism, and they, they need that in, in bunches. Nick says, dude is delusional. Chip would my ass. He is delusional. 
Max says there's a few times golf could have scrambled for a few yards. If he was mobile, he could have ripped us apart. Yep. But you know what? Play the game, right? Third down, got to get a first down to keep it up. He sees the pressure coming at him, steps up in the pocket, makes a nice throw to Josh Reynolds, ices the game. So I, I got to give him credit there. Jada King just watched DA's press conference. He basically said BS and didn't take accountability. I'll listen to it after. I'm not surprised, though. Ed says New York fans travel. New York fans do travel. I, I just don't know. I'll put it this way, Ed. And you might, maybe you'll agree with this, maybe you won't. I think the Giants have to win their next game for their fans to really commit to that one. Because the, if the Giants actually beat the Packers, as bad as they started the season, they would be in the hunt for a playoff spot. And that game becomes more important. They lose to the Packers. I don't know. I don't know if their team at 4-9, is their fan base is going to travel like crazy if tickets get cheaper. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong and they got their tickets booked from now and they're going, but they definitely travel. I just, the, the Giants are bad this year. So I don't know if fans from early this season when they started off really, really poorly said, ah, you know what? I'm good on buying tickets for New Orleans game this year. Montauk says, we pretty much thought the Saints would lose to the Lions before the game. Yep, I agree. Angel Heaven says, MT deleted his Twitter account. Is that true? I'm going to pull that up. That's true when, I don't like that. Stand on business. If you're going to tweet about your teammate, you might as well just keep it up. Because I, I, I don't understand why you would get rid of it. And again, I, you guys know how I feel about Mike. Mike's one of my favorite Saints players I've watched. But if you're going to start tweeting out and, and subbing your teammate and stuff like that, and that's fine if you're going to be about it, but don't, don't delete your Twitter after. You know, I, I think that's, I mean, the screenshots are going to be up anyway. D23 said Olave's doing everything he can to bail out Carr's awful quarterback play. His adjustments were crazy. That deep catch he made was insane, man. Absolutely insane. Nick says, better be with Ben Johnson at coach. I hope to God. That would be the, the man that will give you some optimism. And I don't know if Ben Johnson is going to be a good head coach. He could be a bad head coach for all I know, guys. But there is optimism. There is that idea of, hey, his offense, got Olave, got Shahid. Maybe AK's back for another year. Kendry Miller, I think, can really blossom into a nice running back if he can just be healthy. We'll see. Nick says, two years, that loser totally ruined everything Drew and Sean built. Almost impressive. It is impressive. Just the wrong way. El Mendoza says, we need a new D-line coach because this ish, this ish ain't it. Aren't they missing Ryan, Ryan Nielsen, man? Saints are missing Ryan Nielsen bad. I'll probably tweet that out once I'm done with this. D23 says, I miss seeing AK smile He did like he did in the 2018 blowout to the Eagles. He needs to be a winner elsewhere. His man, This management doesn't care. It does suck, man. It definitely sucks that he's dealing with this situation. He's busting his ass. And unfortunately, that is life. And there are other great players in the league on bad teams right now. But it definitely stings. I hate seeing AK just look defeated in that regard, you know? Bring Breeze back as a quarterback coach. OC. He's not going to. And I don't blame him. El Mendoza says, I'm watching a 40-year Joe Flacco and thinking, why can't we have that? We're down, we're down bad tremendously. I got to check the score of that. Last time I checked, the Rams were up 10-7. Let's see. Still 10-7. But hey, Flacco's got pretty good numbers right now. 8 for 12, 108 and a touchdown. Good for him. Ed says, Christmas in New Orleans, December 17th. Keith Johnson says, MT saw for that. No excuses, man. Yeah, I would have just kept the tweets up. I wouldn't have deleted my Twitter if I'm him. If you, like, you, you said it, you said it. Again, though, I, I don't want to get too into it. I don't know. Was he getting hate mail? I, I have no idea. Or did he realize, man, I probably shouldn't have tweeted that. Did the Saints say something? I don't know. I have no idea. Zach says, not many positive takeaway, but Carl Granderson continues to earn the money he got. He definitely needs more help, though. Carl Granderson's production slowed down because you're seeing guys start to key in on him. And, yep. That's, that really is going to be, for me, one of the next things to fix on this team. Obviously, you got to fix the quarterback situation. You got to get a better head coach. All that's important. Those are the priorities, obviously. But the defensive line is not good. It is just not good. JT Rogers says, honestly, the game was good until that car fumble off the snap. If that doesn't happen, we win this game. Maybe, maybe. But they make mistakes in critical plays. And I think that is, unfortunately... Something that the, the, the Saints struggle to correct with Dennis Allen. Critical mistakes in critical situations. D23 says, amazing how Bond makes a play when they actually play him in his natural position. Almost like he set rec sack records in college. You think DA would know better, right? Defensive guy would know where to put his player, but, you know. Although, who knows? Maybe today's game will give them some signs of saying, yeah, let's let Bond rush the passer. 
I don't know if they will, but I'd like to see it. Jada King says, thoughts on Tyron's production this season? Uh, okay. I'm not watching Tyron and thinking, man, he's he's stinking up the joint. Now, is he slow now at this stage in his career? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not really going to get on Tyron's case when this man almost won them the Falcons game last week. So, there's been good and bad, but mostly okay. He says, Lord, have mercy on your soul, Chris. I don't know how you do it, but I wouldn't make it through Sundays without you. <laughs> First off, thank you. I really do appreciate that. That is very kind of you. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I very much enjoy like the community that is the Saints fans, whether it's on YouTube or Twitter or, or TikTok or, or Instagram. Uh, I think you guys are fantastic. So I think that's part of it, right? Is that kind of ability to connect with people on Sundays. I, I really enjoy that aspect. I'm not enjoying these games. I'm trying to find the little wins. Like I think Chris Olave starting to really come on strong this season is awesome. Like Chris Olave, now that's back-to-back games where this guy has had a hundred plus with ease. Uh, he's going to have well over a thousand yards this season again. So that's a positive, but it's tough, man. It's definitely tough. Max says Loomis is fired. Chris is now the GM. What are you doing the rest of the season? What are you doing in the offseason to set up for success? Well, I think the first thing you're doing for the rest of the season is you got to start evaluating the roster and thinking about the tough decisions, right? I love Alvin Kamara. You could get out of Alvin Kamara's contract. You could potentially move on from him. Do you want to? That's something I'm looking at. I'm looking at the secondary. Can I get rid of Lattimore? Not that I want to, but I'm saying, do you like Alante and Adebo on the outside? If you don't like those two on the outside, you only like one? Okay, now I got to keep Lattimore. I'm building there. Fine. I want to play some of the rookies more. I want to see Jordan Howden continue to play at safety. What do I got in him? At some point, I want to see Trevor Penning play. I want to see, is he either a train wreck or can he show some progress? And if he can't show progress, we wasted a first round pick. Got to move on from a guy like that. You got to get some ideas. As for the off season, I'm drafting a quarterback. You're stuck with Derek Carr's contract. The best way to combat that is get a young quarterback in who's going to be cheap. That's important. Rest of the season, I'm playing Jay Kaner because I got to see if he's any good. If Jay Kaner's terrible, cool. I got my answer. If Jay Kaner's decent, maybe you ride out with Jay Kaner next year to kind of eat that Derek Carr year and the year after you go get your quarterback. Now, again, that is under the assumption you don't have a top pick where you can get Jaden Daniels, you know, because obviously you're not getting Caleb or Drake May. But if you can get Jaden, okay, fine. Then I'm going for a young quarterback. Obviously, I'm getting rid of uh, Dennis Allen after this year. And I would like to, like to see what I got in a guy like Ron Curry at OC. I probably would have fired Pete. They haven't. It is what it is. But yeah, there's a lot of moves. Now, I'm not saying I'd be right. I could whiff on all of them, but I would make changes of that magnitude. D23 says, obviously we need DA fire, but I really want to see the Blade Runner thing come to fruition. Dude, I was on that Blade Runner thing from like three weeks ago, and it, it just keeps happening. He's 20 and 45 now. He's, he needs four more losses to be DA 2049, and, and he's getting close. Max says, dipshit, Dennis, Pete Carmichael, Derek Carr. Start one, bench one, cut one. <sighs> well, cut one's going to be DA. I don't care which one you bench, which one you start. I really don't. I really don't. I, but I would cut DA. JT Rogers says, crazy part is we might win five straight to end the season and win the division. Then they fire nobody and we go through the same shit next year. They're not winning five straight. They're, they'll win the next two probably. They're not winning five straight. They're not beating the Rams on Thursday night in my opinion. And I think they'll lose at least one of the Bucks falcons games. So I'm expecting an under 500 year for them. And that will be that. Justin to get me cash says, I would like the Saints to sign Brian Burns in the offseason to play opposite of Carl. Your thoughts? Love the idea, but he's going to be expensive. I don't think they're going to be in the market for a guy like that. It's a fun idea, but I don't anticipate it happening. But again, that's, that's definitely a fun question. I appreciate you asking that. So we've gone a little bit over an hour here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. We're probably going to wrap it up right about now. I'm obviously going to hop over to Twitter, share, uh, share some more thoughts, comments. Uh, I'll probably rewatch the game in about an hour, so wish me luck on that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to wait till Niners-Eagles finish, you know? Uh, I think that's what I'll probably wait to do. And then I'll rewatch the game and see if I picked up anything, whatever. But things are not going well. Jada King says, why make the playoffs just to get blown out in the playoffs? I don't know. I I, I, I don't want to see that. Cowboys would just stomp them, you know? It really, it really is. DJ says, it's a shame to see where this team has gone now. I agree, DJ. And we're going to leave off on your comment, DJ, because it is a shame. The Saints are now five and seven. The Saints lack an identity. The Saints need a new coach. They might need a new front office. They need a whole lot. And we'll see if they'll get that. But that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for leaving your comments, your thoughts, your questions, your predictions. You guys are the best. 
Absolutely appreciate it. I hope you're able to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I know that this obviously is not a great season for us Saints fans to enjoy, but I hope you get some type of enjoyment, whether it's maybe you want to bet, maybe you're winning in fantasy, whatever it is. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And we'll be back Monday morning, 8 a.m. Central, Buku Media's YouTube page for another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. So you don't want to miss it. The destination for the Houdan Nation. Have a great Sunday night, everyone.